Welcome to the Whistleblower Newsroom. I'm Christina Borgeson. Get the vaccine. It's safe and effective. Get the vaccine. It's safe and effective. That's the national mantra these days on TV, on the radio, on billboards, on the internet, and out of the mouths of dozens of Hollywood stars and other public figures. And then there's Vax and Scratch. Take a shot, get a shot at a $5 million lottery payout. Now they're coming for the kids. On May 11, 2021, without any prior notice, the FDA extended emergency use authorization for Pfizer-BioNTech's vaccine to be given to 12 to 15-year-old children. Not so fast, says my returning guest today, on behalf of a group of doctors, parents, and guardians of children. Tom Renz is among a group of lawyers that has just filed a temporary restraining order in the U.S. District Court of Alabama, asking the Department of Health and Human Services, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the National Institute of Health, and others to stop authorization of shots for children. The suit, filed on behalf of a number of frontline doctors, parents, and others affected by this authorization, reads like an Orwellian nightmare, presenting scientific evidence, statistics, and direct personal experiences that show the actual and potential dangers these so-called vaccines pose and how a massive disinformation and propaganda campaign by agencies and people who should be protecting the public is underway to hide those dangers and force everyone, including children, to get their vaccines now, even though evidence points to kids having little to no chance of dying of COVID or transmitting it. So today we're going to unpack the information in this very disturbing filing. Welcome, Tom. How you doing, Christina? Okay, okay. I read your uh, your filing and it lit my hair on fire and I'm just gonna jump right into it and ask you, the first thing you say is that the emergency use authorization for COVID-19 vaccines has been illegal from the start. So could you explain why? Well, I don't really think there's a whole lot of question about it. I mean, we have a disease with well over a 99.9% recovery rate and we're authorizing under an experimental use authorization, uh, a vaccine that first of all, according to the EUAs, doesn't necessarily prevent the transmission of the disease. It may reduce the symptoms. It's untested. Uh, the, the testing that was originally done that they keep telling us, you know, it's safe and effective. This was tested. Well, no, it really wasn't. First of all, it was not tested on pregnant women. It was not tested on all sorts of different demographics, including children. We rolled this out and we have basically told everybody it was safe and effective. And we started experimenting on the general public. We have no idea if it's safe and effective. I pray to God it is for the many millions of people who have already been experimented on, but we don't know. And now they wanna, they wanna jab this into kids' arms without testing it. I'm a dad, I got an 11 year old and an eight year old. I cannot fathom letting them experiment on my children. This is one of the most egregious violations of human rights in the history of the world. I, this goes back uh, I mean, 
at least the Nazis didn't do it on on everybody. Uh, I mean, they, I mean, yeah, th this is say. unbelievable. Oh my God, yeah, uh, yeah, it is unbelievable. It, it it is unbelievable. And and I'm I'm just wondering, like, do you? <laughs> How do you think the court is going to receive this? I mean, um, so far, it seems like everything is rolling merrily along here. Well, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I, I know that the law is pretty solid, in my opinion, on our side. What I mean, does the law say that, that makes this completely illegal? Well, particularly for children, uh, this is really critical. There's a requirement, and the, the requirement for children is heightened. And it essentially says, amongst other things, uh, along with all the requirements for informed consent, which aren't being met. And by the way, for anybody listening to you that's went out and got this, I want to ask you if they talked to you, did they talk to you about alternative treatments? Did they talk to you about the risks? Did they talk to you about the dangers? Did they tell you that this is only an emergency use authorization and not actually a full authorization? Did they explain all these details? Because if they didn't, they violated the law. I mean, that's just the plain language of the law, right? Uh, instead, what they're doing is they're putting this out there. With kids, though, there yeah. has to be a balancing test. Now, there's a, there's a balancing test required anyways, but particularly with kids, you have to look at the balance between uh, the risk and the potential for positive results. Well statistically according to the cdc and by the way they've lied through their teeth about COVID death statistics but statistically the uh the the risk for children from COVID is zero there's zero statistical risk we've had i believe according to cdc statistics less than 300 deaths in children since this has started and over 170 of them, I believe, are were influenza related, even though they were blamed on COVID, being COVID. So, oh. um, yeah, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but they they actually, if you died from the flu, they just threw it into the COVID death uh, pot this year. So, uh, and we appear apparently had one of the most uh, dangerous flu seasons on record. So, I mean, that's kind of an issue. But uh, so zero statistical risks. For kids, and we're going to give them a vaccine that's untested. We're just experimenting on them. It's just a wild guess. We think it'll. We think we hope we want it to be safe and effective. And actually, in the two days since we finalized this and actually got it filed, I just saw the report out of Connecticut, which I haven't verified yet. But apparently, the Moderna vaccine has a, a, an identified poison in it that uh, is is specifically listed as not being safe for either people or animals. Oh my God. Uh, as one of the ingredients. Now I haven't verified that yet. I got, I've got a copy of a document that uh, was sent to me. That's supposed to be from the Connecticut uh, state of Connecticut. If it's accurate. And if that, that uh, that's out, I mean, you know, it's just unbelievable. And, and, but you know, some, one of the things I keep thinking about too is, how at some point when all of this i mean if the courts start finding out this is a massive human experiment and you know agreeing that it's a massive human experiment and really egregious things were were done here uh, to people short term long term etc 
I mean, it, what is going to penetrate that that veil of immunity that the vaccine uh, makers have? Well, we'll see. I've got some things in work on that. Um, I think one of the things that we really got to hit here, though, is just as bad as the vaccine makers are the bureaucrats in the federal government. Absolutely. I mean, because their act, their job is actually to protect the public. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so the vaccine makers were. I mean, we know what they're there for. They're there for money, and they don't care. Um, they've been immune from suit for. Yeah, so but, you know, they have a product just like everybody else. As a matter of fact, it's not just the product. It's something that that affects people's health, just like the cigarette. They're like the cigarette company. Yep. You know, cigarette companies created a a product that that hurts one's health or is potentially dangerous and you know it took years and years and years and all kinds of lawsuits for that but you know here this is this is sort of an immediate thing because on top of on top of it being mandated uh vaccines being actually mandated you know uh so now you have a product that that is mandated and that could be extremely dangerous that's one of the things, by the way, I want to get into right now, because I, your section on the dangers posed by these vaccines was absolutely, I, I mean, it was one thing after another. Could you talk about those different elements? Well, and I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I'll tell you what. I had some of the finest doctors on the planet working with me to help me with this section. Right. I mean, there are more dangers than we could possibly know about. And I think that one of the, so as a non-doctor, I think one of the things that I think is helpful for us non-doctors to think about is this. So this, this spike protein that we've all heard about, you know, that's part of this vaccine and, and also part of COVID. Right. Um, so this spike protein you think of it like a magnet. You know, if you've got two magnets and you stick them together, they either stick stick together or push themselves apart, right? Right, right. So you got to have it, it it's going to stick to the right side of the magnet and it's not to the others. So in your body, you have what's called these these receptors that are like one side of the magnet. I call them the ACE2 receptors. Right. And they're found throughout your body. And they connect with this uh, this uh, this spike protein, and they're everywhere. And I think that's part of the reason that we're seeing so many random uh, side effects occurring and things happening because, you know, they put this injection in, and you know, it goes wherever there's a receptor for it. Um, my doctors have told me that this 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 actually uh, permeates the blood-brain barrier, so it actually does get into your brain. Yeah, well, that's why we're seeing some of these uh, some of these people having reactions were like shaking, like they have yeah, the neurological. Yeah, the um, neurological problems. We're seeing we're we're seeing uh, people with anaphylaxis. We're seeing people with just all sorts of things. I had a doctor sent me uh, the other day said, you know, I got four patients that were all pregnant that all took the vaccine, and three of them miscarried within a week. Oh my God! Coincidence? I mean, they were all three. They were all four healthy young ladies, according to this doctor, and uh, they all miscarried within a week of this vaccine. You know, I mean, is this is this? We have people dying all over the country. They get it, and within a week they die. You know, of course, the CDC 
you know, led, particularly led by Fauci, whose National Institute of Health owns half the rights on the Moderna intellectual properties. Uh, his, you know, oh, there's no connection, no connection. Well, how many people have to die, lose babies, uh, you know, be paralyzed? How many, when, when are we going to find a connection? Well, you know, one I, thing that you mentioned in your, in your, in your filing is, um, is that they have, these vaccine uh, injuries, deaths, et cetera, have far surpassed those of, of any other drug, basically, ever, ever put out for FDA approval or approved by the FDA. Yeah. And, and it just, I mean, by far away. As a matter of fact, I heard, I, I can't remember if it's in here or someplace else, but I saw literally you haven't seen this volume of serious adverse events and deaths in 15 years of approval and looking at the uh, at the safety of vac of vaccines and other drugs yeah. i mean this is in a category by itself so it's almost like there's this i i have to say this i don't know it, it disturbs me just to even say it but it's like the the government itself is in is colluding with this industry uh, on this very, you know, deadly, and, and they're they're not even they're hiding things. They're 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 not even. Uh, well, you tell me, you talk about it because it's well, I, absolutely. I mean, you you remember, you know, you look at bears and you look at all these other things, and even after all the whitewashing, you have a, a, just an exponential exponential injury rate over any other actually approved drug out there and yet they're saying it's safe and effective now it's really interesting because pfizer moderna and jansen they're not out there screaming safe and effective and if you look at their paperwork it all says it's experimental and this that and other you got to think about this who's saying safe and effective well it's the bureaucrats who think that they have government immunity because they're hired bureaucrats by the federal government fauci and his crew are out there pushing these drugs, they're hired to safeguard the American public from dangerous drugs. That's their job in part. And they're out there, they own the drugs that they're supposed to be protecting us from. It's unbelievable. They literally have financial interests. We lay out, I don't know if you saw the attachment uh, talking about conflicts of interest. And this was just a preliminary discussion. We have a lot more that's gonna come out, but we're having massive conflicts of interest between the people who are supposed to be protecting us from these these dangerous drugs and the people who you know, are getting yeah, them. The National Institute of Allergies and Infectious Diseases in particular, under which NIH falls, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's just one one person after another and you name their names. Yes, I got that. I got that. And I, I found that really shocking. And I find it shocking that Fauci can keep going on TV keep going before people, these senators and, and representatives in hearings and lying. Well, I mean, How can keep doing that. Well, I, you know, I got to I, I don't even know what to say about it. It's amazing. I mean, we include in there. He has given money to these different groups. I mean, this gain of function research, it happened. He lied about that the other day. He certainly did. Talk he certainly it. did. 
I hope uh, I hope the good Senator Paul gets a hold of us about it. I'd love to talk to him about it and provide him some experts. He absolutely, I mean, he denied this. He told uh, he told Senator Paul that what he said was incorrect. Are you kidding me? It wasn't incorrect. There's a paper trail. These people, it's so so. Wait, wait, wait! You have to explain. You have to explain to the listeners about this gain of function and what he's lying about because it's very serious. Yeah. So gain of function research is basically researching a a virus and trying to figure out ways to make it more dangerous. Now you may ask yourself if you're any sort of a sane person why you would do this, and I don't really have a good answer. I, d- I think it's insane. Why would you try and make it something more dangerous? Well, their their uh, rationale, their public rationale is, well, we have to imagine the most dangerous so that when it happens, we can we can jump on it and we yeah. have a vaccine for it. That's what they're saying. Yeah, well, gain-of-function research has, has been outlawed and banned over and over again, and they keep finding ways to do it. And the, the reason it has been is because when you create something more dangerous, it may get loose, you know, like might have happened here. Yes. So, you know, Fauci, we've got, you know, he funded these people. These people were tied directly with the Wuhan labs. And here's a little thing that, that I've been told. Uh, you know, everybody talks about this escaping from Wuhan and this, that, and other. But a lot of the development of this seems like it may have came out of the United States. I mean, oh, yeah. um, Dr. What's his name? Dr. Barrick, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, uh, some, or some of this may have actually occurred at uh, UC uh, uh, UNC Chapel Hill. Um, I don't know for sure yet. It looks like that, but. You know, I think I think the American people deserve answers on this. They need to know what's going on. We deserve to know was this developed by Americans? We're using American taxpayer money, and did it leak from a lab funded by American taxpayer money? I mean, right now we're using American taxpayer money to propagandize American taxpayers to take something that is dangerous. To yeah. them. It's, un- it's not properly tested. And they want, you know, and to and to give to their kids. It's it's like we're paying for our own demise in some weird way, you know. We're paying yeah. we're paying to put ourselves in danger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, hey, we we develop this disease, uh, we accidentally leak it, uh, assuming that's what happened. And hey, guess what? We also have the cure, except for it's not the cure. And, but we're going to tell you it's the cure, and then we're going to sell it to you. Let's talk about the cure, because let's talk about these doctors who, uh, like Dr. McCullough, who is, who is uh, mentioned in your, in your filing, who have talked about early prevention. And, you know, they've talked about the drugs that are available and uh, the disinformation campaign behind the early, behind crushing the early treatment, the information about early treatment protocols has been at what amazes me is that it has been so multifaceted you know yeah oh, the absolutely. fraudulent you know the fraudulent uh uh tests uh, the fraudulent studies like this hydroxychloroquine study that uh, they tried yeah. uh, they they put out which was completely saying it was so dangerous was completely fraudulent and this is the lancet yeah 
Yeah, they. I mean, you know, they uh, they OD people on hydroxychloroquine and then said it has side effects. Yeah. Well, I can OD you on aspirin and it'll have side effects. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter what you do if you OD someone. This is this is it's incredible. They have so Dr. McCullough is an absolute genius, and he's got some amazing stuff. But here's what you got to think about. So if you get COVID right now, and this is something that the listeners can can grab onto, right? If you get COVID, what do you do? You go to the doctor, and what do they do? Well, most doctors, unless you have some of the some of them that are actually educated on this and are you know willing to take uh, take this on properly, most doctors send you home and say there's nothing we can do. That's sick. That is a violation of the Hippocratic Oath, although most doctors don't realize it because they've been lied to. Now, I don't blame the doctors for this. I blame the CDC and uh, DHHS in generally because they've been suppressing these alternative treatments. There are early treatment protocols that work. Dr. Zelensky just got nominated for the Nobel Prize for it. You know, and they, they're not just hydroxychloroquine. We've got ivermectin. We've got... Uh, the, the D, uh, zinc, and C. You got vitamin D. You got yeah. I mean, it's it, and none of these things are deadly. None of these things are deadly. As a matter of fact, oh. we should tell our listeners that um, you actually list these drugs in your file. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. So yeah. I, I think that's really interesting. And I urge people, if you're sick, request these. If you start getting sick from this. So, I mean, we've got doctors who've treated thousands of patients using these protocols and not lost any patients. Right. No one's dying from it. Right. I mean, and, and guess what? A lot of these protocols, when they're used, I'm being told by my doctors, you know, people, instead of being sick and on their, feeling like they're going to die for two weeks with this, with this they're, they're popping up out of bed in a couple days. And, you know, it's, it's no problem but they're withholding these treatments. So when you're laying there sick and miserable, just know that, you know, you probably, there's no guarantee on any treatment. I mean, nothing's for sure, but you could probably be getting some treatment and feel better in a couple of days. I mean, that's, that's the way that this is typically working for people who are getting proper early treatment, but God knows Fauci and crew don't make any money off of early treatment. No, they make money off the vaccine, right? And, and I don't, I, I just don't get why. I mean, let me ask you something. If this temporary restraining order is granted, what do you think the effect is going to be nationally? Do you think, do you think people are going to take notice of this? I think the effect would be profound globally. Um, and I'll tell you just right now that I, along with, you know, TROs are tough. They're an extraordinary thing, and we're we feel that this is a very strong case. We feel this TRO is very strong. We think there's a you know that we have very good grounds to uh, put it forth. They're tough to get, but I think we've we've met the legal standard. Um, what's going to be just as interesting is the full case that we're following following up with. Um, you know, they they we couldn't have them killing kids. We had to get this out as quickly as possible, and. Uh, I mean, I was reading. I was reading about the daughter of one of your plaintiffs being bombarded by her school with emails to get vaccinated. Not just there. Happened. I, that that plaintiff is representative of what I'm hearing about all over the country. 
these yeah. schools are pushing these kids to get vaccines without parental consent. You know, you can't get a tattoo until you're 18. You can't drink or buy a gun until you're 21. But you've got schools and states pushing for kids to be able to give, give consent, not informed consent, because no one's getting that, but give consent to be experimented on. It, I mean, at just ridiculously young ages, 15, 16 years old, I mean, they're pushing for it as young as possible. I, I heard, I'm not sure, I think DC tried to do it for 11 year olds. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's absolutely disgusting. You're gonna let a child that's not legally competent to make legal decisions, make a decision that could affect their entire lives, that could potentially kill them without parental consent? What well, in God's name is happening? You know, here's I, one thing about this, um, this disinformation um, campaign that really shocked me was the collaboration between FDA, Big Pharma, World Health Organization, Gates Foundation, with something called the Trusted News Initiative. Oh, yeah. Now, and the Trusted News Initiative, I have to look down to read these names. The Trusted News is a consortium of major press outlets, Associated Press, Agence France Presse, BBC, CBC, Radio Canada, European Broadcasting Union, Facebook, Financial Times, Google, Microsoft, Reuters, Twitter, Washington Post, even the New York Times. They are a consortium working hand in glove with these agencies and, of course, Gates, you know, and I, when I saw that, I was, I was just floored, absolutely floored. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, um, you know, I've got X number of hours in the day, but what, as this moves forward, if the, these people may have liability for intentionally covering up the danger on this, and believe me, I have no problem holding them accountable. I also uh, am looking at, at violations of the Fair Trade Act. You know, we got Gates Foundation, we've got Google that owns uh, Alphabet, uh, or owned by Alphabet, that owns uh, big interests in the pharmaceuticals. This is a clear violation of unfair trade practices. And I'm gonna tell you, if they decide they wanna fight with us on this, we'll see them in court. Um, because these people have colluded together in a way that may violate the law and that absolutely unquestionably seems to be very, very unethical. Um, well, well, how about, I mean, is it too, is it too much to say that they've actually contributed to crimes against humanity? I, I think that it appears like that they have, I would say that they've appeared to the death, uh, appeared to contribute to the deaths of people. I mean, by covering up, dangers by covering up deaths by covering up side effects you're not in, you're not allowing people under the law to have truly informed make truly informed consent decisions well I not mean, only that but you're you're also well wait okay go ahead finish because the other thing i was going to say is you you're also uh by by promoting taking the vaccine by you know forcing people to you know 
get into the headspace of yes, I must have the vaccine, propagandizing them is 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 that actionable? Well, I mean, I'm 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 looking at it, and it may be, and I'm going to tell you why. If you, if the Gates Foundation, which owns more pharmaceutical uh, interests than I know what to do with, has has been using their money to grant your media organization or to fund your media organization, which they have. We have lots of records of that. Well, Bezos, too. He's Washington Post, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm focusing particularly on Gates Foundation because they're one of the most egregious on this. So they, they put a ton of money into the media. We have all sorts of records of this. So here's the thing. If you're, if you're covering this up because one of your funders is telling you to cover it up, or has a vested interest in this, and you know that if you cover it, you know, the Gates Foundation isn't giving me the next grant. Well, that seems like there might be an issue there. We'll see, but you know, I would, uh, I would urge the media con- to consider their position of liability because this isn't a First Amendment thing. Okay, First Amendment means that you have the right to speak freely, and you do and you should, and I am absolutely a supporter of the First Amendment. But when you're censoring a position because you've been paid to do that, that is a totally different animal. And if you're doing that, and you're knowingly doing that, and you're doing it in a way that's resulting in death, I think there may be liability there. We'll see what happens. I don't know yet, but you know, go ahead, give it a shot. What about the American Medical Association? You know, they had their council on ethical and judicial affairs, and they updated an ethics opinions, uh, giving doctors marching orders. You want to talk about that? Yeah, they, they sure did. They sure did. They're pushing these doctors to, to jab this into every kid imaginable, uh, in every way imaginable. Well, but, and they're telling them that they're not meeting their, their ethical and, and professional responsibilities if they don't do so, right? Which is, which is absolutely and clearly a violation of of the law. I mean, there's no question in my mind that this is a violation of the law. That's why we brought the case. I I firmly believe this is illegal. We'll find out in the court. But I will tell you, the AMA, look at their funding. Look at their funding. You know, they're not, they're, uh, they're well funded, but where's that funding coming from? Where are the doctors making their money? How much money are the pharmaceuticals funneling to the different hospitals and healthcare organizations, to the AMA, to all these different groups. This is money. Everywhere you look, this is money. Doesn't matter what you do, you're gonna find another connection to someone making more money than Jesus off of this. You know, we don't care about lives, we don't care who dies. What we care about is how much money we can have. And if the poor people, if the people who are of lower socioeconomic status, yeah, who cares about them, right? right? I mean, it, it's it's just the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. So let's talk about retaliation. I mean, your your um, your physicians in your uh, filing could face some pretty dire consequences for even being part of this. Uh, you've got you've got the um, National Physicians Database is apparently a a good weapon to use. Could you talk about that? Yeah, so I mean, I'm gonna tell you right now, frontline doctors, Simone, um, 
my 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 experts, you know, the doctors that have spoken out on behalf of this, these guys are heroes. Because what's going to happen, and what I've seen happen all over the country, is every time a doctor takes a stance on this, all someone has to do is to make a, a just random allegation against them. doesn't matter whether it's any good or not, but they end up getting in trouble and investigated and having to deal with this whole nightmare over it. And we have, uh, we actually have, I mean, there's a couple great examples and more than a couple, quite a few great examples, uh, you know, where doctors have used, they've exercised their medical expertise to say, you know what, I don't think that masks are going to be useful. You shouldn't wear them and don't wear them in my office. Or I don't like this vaccine. I don't want to give it and I don't think you should get it. And there's been complaints filed by anonymous people oftentimes. Why do they have to be anonymous? Well, you know, I mean, this whole thing, you could lose your license over this. You know, you can lose your medical license. No, you, I mean, why do, the, why do the complainers have to be anonymous? Show your face. You well, know? Let, let mean, the doctors know who you are and why you're, you know, what you know that the doctor doesn't know. Yeah, the rules, the process is really convoluted. It's really poorly done and poorly executed. And basically, uh, it's all about controlling the doctors. That's why we, it's very hard to get doctors to speak out on this. Even the few that know what's going on, a lot of them want to keep their heads down because why would you invite the trouble? You know, why risk losing your livelihood? Well, you know what? Then why did you take the Hippocratic Oath? I'm sorry. I, I, I don't have any, I have very little sympathy. You know, when, when the rubber hits the road at this level, I'm sorry. You took a Hippocratic Oath. This is the situation you're in. And so deal with it. Be honest and, and, and bite the bullet. I, I, I don't know. I say this because I've had that. I've had that experience, too. You yeah. know, that's how I became a whistleblower myself. I could either have shut up, you know, and kept my lovely job and continued doing lovely documentaries at the networks. Or I could say, hey, I could speak out and say, hey, you guys are covering this up. They're lying to you and you're not exposing the lies. And that's what I did. I lost my job, you know, was unemployed, whatever. But you know what? The rubber was hitting the road and you and you cannot. As a physician, that's people's lives you're talking about, you know? I mean. Let's look at it this way, right? I went there in the document, so I'm going to go there right now. During World War II, we had Nazis that were experimenting on on people throughout the country, right? Most of them. They did because they were bigoted anti-Semites. These not, you know, they wanted to kill the Jews. They were horrible. I mean, these people were monsters, the worst of the worst. A lot of their experiments were related to vaccination. They did a lot of without informed consent. Fast forward. Yeah. Fast forward from the Nazis. We have Tuskegee. We exper- the U.S. government took part in that. We experimented experimented on African, well, people of African descent, black men. Yeah, African-Americans, yeah, gave them syphilis. Yep, we killed them. They weren't worth their time. Fast forward, Guatemala. We we couldn't get away with doing it in the United States anymore, so we experimented on people in Guatemala because they were disposable, right? Yeah, well, World Health Organization and Gates found that you should hear what the Kenyan doctors have to say about them bringing a tetanus shot with a steroid. Component uh, to uh... yeah, yeah, I'm aware. 
So now, what are we doing here? I mean, what are we doing? We've got this. We've got experimentation. The the drug is not proven safe. It's not proven effective. It's inherently experimental. We're experimenting on the American public. We don't have informed consent. We're doing it in violation of numerous uh, legal and ethical uh, codes. And apparently, we're we're just supposed to sit quietly and say, "Well, thank you for trying to, you know, bring this drug forth." This is the this is equivalent to some of the most egregious human rights violations. These people, you know, and they're always bigoted. I don't understand. It's always from the bigots, right? They they don't like the African Americans. They don't like the Jews. They don't like this. I mean, there's always a, a class of people that they don't like, and then they tell people like us who are talking about this that we're that we're racist, that we're this, we're that. We're trying to we're trying to stop you monsters from doing what you're doing. It's just sickening. It is absolutely sick. I'll tell you another thing that I found very disturbing in this filing. I f- I forget what the term is, but um, it's that the vaccine you can actually get effects of the vaccine by being in proximity to people who have been vaccinated. Could you talk about that? Because Christian Northrup, who's an OBGYN, was talking about babies, you know, female babies uh, having vaginal bleeding, uh, 16 month old, she mentioned, and and a six year old who went to visit her, or yeah, six year old who went to visit her her grandparents who had just been vaccinated, uh, coming back with vaginal bleeding. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. So let me tell you what- What's what we, the term again? I can't remember the term. Shedding. Oh, it's oh, shedding, but it was also some, there was another term for, but go ahead. Yeah, talk about yeah. it. So, and I know Chris and she's great and she's got the courage to speak out. Um, <clears throat> she actually, is so courageous, you know, that, that she, despite all the trouble she got uh, from doing this, you know, she's, she's stuck with it. She's just awesome. Yeah. She's- so we have a document from Pfizer, okay, and it was there is one of their testing documents, and it specifically says that if you are, it makes reportable as a safety event. If you are around someone who was subject to the study intervention, which means the vaccine, at or around time of conception, okay? So if around the time of conception, you were in proximity to someone who had just gotten the vaccine, it was a reportable safety event. Now, they then give an example of what that means. It means if you were around someone where you had either skin-to-skin contact or within I'm guessing the six foot, the breathing area, you know, someone breathing around you. Now we don't know for sure that this that this vaccine spreads or it sheds or whatever through the air. We don't know that for sure. But this, this document from Pfizer, not us, strongly indicates that. We have a couple other pieces of evidence in there that strongly indicate that this could be a concern that they had. Our position is real simple. 
If that's something that's possible, don't you think we ought to know? Because under the law, you can't give informed consent to sit next to someone if you don't know that that person is, you know, a potential spreader of this vaccine. I don't know where that is. What I do know is that I got a report yesterday of two parents who were vaccinated, went home, were with their baby, and their baby died a week later. I don't, I don't know. Well, but did they have? Yeah. Okay. So the baby was not a healthy baby, healthy baby until they got to the kids or anything, sudden infant death syndrome or whatever. It, and yes, it could That's be, it could, rare, be but... it could be any of a ton of things. I can't say there's a causal link. We're looking into it, but we keep hearing reports of that, of kids, you know, little girls bleeding of all these different things of people getting sick when they're around. I don't know, but you know, the American people certainly should have a right to know if that's even a possibility. Under the law, that is a crucial disclosure. I mean, are we, the question is, are we experimenting on the American people, even people who are refusing to take this vaccine without their knowledge? I don't know. It it, it certainly, I mean, like I said, it's a Pfizer document. I've got the document. I've read the document. I've looked at it. I turned it upside down and looked at it again. Um, You know, I I didn't see, I held it up to the light to see if there's any, you know, but it, it, I, I don't know for sure. But what I do know is that I and my family would love to know for sure whether we have to worry about that. It seems like a fair thing to ask. Let me ask you about, uh, venues for this kind of, I mean, the, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna post this with the interview because I think everybody should, should read it. I mean, it's, it's very, very comprehensive. It's 85 pages of, as I said, Orwellian nightmare, but it's very important that people understand what you're, you're trying to do. Um, are there different states that, that are better venues for this kind of filing? Is anybody else in any other state filing this? I mean, it, it, are you the only ones out there, um, you know, doing this? So, so I'm working with and representing a bunch of groups. I mean, obviously this, this case is America's Frontline Doctors. I work with Make Americans Free Again. I work with Ohio Stands Up. I work with all these different groups. But there is a very, very, very small handful of attorneys that are driving this work around the country. Um, I don't know of any other cases globally that are really at all like this one. Um, this is this was certainly a... Uh, well, you have the Israelis who filed the uh, Crimes Against Humanity. Yeah. But fortunately, they, they did it at the ICC, and the ICC came back and said, well, we don't have... We, we can't, uh, we don't have jurisdiction because uh, Israel is not a, didn't ratify the Rome Accord. Yeah, yeah, I mean, one of the problems, so, you know, I mean, I, and I know the international lawyers, a lot of them, you know, I know Reiner and I know that crew and they're great people, I love them. And I'm I absolutely, you know, wherever you are in the world, if you're listening to this, please support your country's lawyers. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so the International Court of Justice and the ICC, I mean, they're, they're standing issues. You know, for a person, I'd love to bring on behalf of a nation a crimes against humanities case on this. 
but it has to be brought properly. And I, as just a regular attorney, I don't have that capacity. So there, there's very strict rules. But in terms of cases that are in court right now, I don't know of any others that are really at all like this. Um, and remember, you're just seeing the TRO. The complaint's got a whole bunch more. Wow. When, in, when, when is that going to be filed? Fast as I can get it done. Um, we had to get the TRO done because we felt that there was an eminent risk of irreparable harm, right, um, right. you know, particularly for the kids. But we're working very hard to get this complaint out as quickly as possible, you know, to accompany it because. Um, yeah, but the temporary restraining order, you it it, it doesn't can't doesn't go into effect until your petition has been reviewed and all that. So right, so nothing has been restrained yet, right? No, no, nothing's been restrained yet. Um, we're, we've got it in front of the court. And so the court's reviewing and they're going to decide whether to hear it immediately as a TRO or whether to hear it after, you know, a short period of time as a preliminary injunction. Um, I'm hoping they hear it as a TRO and grant it immediately until we can have a preliminary injunctive hearing. Because why? I can't say this enough. Why would you put a child at risk? by giving them an experimental drug for a disease that has no risk to them. Literally zero statistical risk from COVID for children, zero. And no evidence, no true solid evidence of asymptomatic spread. So if kids aren't at risk and kids aren't generally spreading this, why would you experiment on your children? We need the judge to say no. We know they're trying to now get, they're, they're getting ready to put in an application so that they can experiment on babies, even younger children. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is being pushed through and it's being pushed through and allowed to go through because the people who are authorizing it are, are the same people who are gonna make money or have ties or conflicts of interest. We have got to have this, this needs to be fully investigated by the government it needs to be in front of every American person. When you're saying it has to be fully investigated by the government, it's the government doing this. Yeah. Along with other people. So who's going to, you see, this is the thing I keep talking to, especially lawyers, and I keep coming up against the same wall. Where is the justice system? Where is the, where is the crack where, where the sunlight can come in in the justice system to address this massive criminal activity going on where yeah. is it well we're in you Alabama? Know, well know. we're trying i mean you know so we're we're the only we're pretty much the only group of lawyers out there that have the spine to actually do something with this and so you know i mean we're trying to hit it from the courts when i say that our 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 government needs to investigate this let me clarify this needs to be our elected officials. Okay, so these these bureaucrats, this unelected group of bureaucrats that are virtually untouchable because our elected officials have given them so much power with absolutely no no uh, real control. This group of bureaucrats have lied to every elected official they can, in my opinion. I mean, we saw what Fauci said in front of in front of the congressional committee the other day 
they you know they're not being truthful so they need to investigate what's actually happening they congress needs to do its job you know it's it's real job which is not to sit there and say well Fauci says it's safe and effective well your constituents are dying they're dying and let me tell you what else you remember you know a couple minutes ago we talked about the bigotry of these people over the years let me tell you about my governor in ohio he actually put out town halls to convince people uh, of this COVID nonsense and vaccine nonsense. Do you know that he broke those town halls down by race? What? He put them out there based on the color of your skin or your social democrat uh, demographic status. These wow. people are sick. Wow. They're sick. I mean- Did anybody we, call him out on that? I did. I repeatedly, and well, and you know what? What do you see coming from DHHS? Well, we got to make sure our minority communities are getting this. It's not tested. What are we, are we repeating Tuskegee? Yeah. Are we repeating this? Why is no one, why are the Democrats not standing up and screaming? What are we doing? The Democrats are always telling me we got to protect the minorities. Well, here, I'm trying to protect the minorities. Quit discriminating against them. Quit trying to convince the minorities that they need to be the subject of every stinking experiment you can come up with. It's sick. I mean, do you do you really think I I really I, I'm trying to get my mind around the idea that our president and you know all the and all these top uh, leaders in the government have absolutely no clue that something is up here. I, I can't imagine, I mean, why is it that in Texas, the Texas Senate is holding hearings, bringing on frontline doctor after frontline doctor, talking about, you know, early, uh, early treatment protocols and how well they work, talking about the dangers of, of, of the vaccine. I mean, you know, you had this woman, this um, pediatrician, uh, what was her name, Angelina Ferrella. Yeah. who was, uh, you know, not not an anti-vaxxer, but she's saying this is completely, you know, this is completely uh, ridiculous. Uh, no other vaccine has had the uh, high incidence of serious hospitalizations and deaths that this vaccine is having and, you know, not even close. And she says, um, you know, you would, she would never give it to any of the kids, of her kids. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, my good friend Sherry Tenpenny and I, and also Chris Northrop and I, you know, I've told them outright two years ago, I'd have said, you guys are crazy anti-vaxxers. My kids are fully vaccinated up to the COVID. I'm fully vaccinated, never been against them, never even had a reason to question them. I can promise you there is nothing on this planet that would allow to get my kids to get this vaccine. I, I am telling you, there is no way, no mandate on this planet by anyone in the world that could be put out where I would allow for my kids to be injected with this as it st stands today. But I'm telling you, I'm still very, very concerned. I know I keep beating this drum and I keep trying to get you to give me some kind of answer as to why it, it's so clear. It's, and you know, it, this, is the, this is the beauty of this filing and i really want to see the complaint if it's it's even more voluminous than this because 
you really lay out the whole universe of criminality here. And if you see it, don't tell me that other lawyers around the country, the doctors, the other frontline doctors see it, you know? I mean, how can it be that you and a few doctors out, uh, and a few uh, lawyers out there are so alone in this endeavor? Well, there's a, there's a couple things, okay? So the first one is you have to understand pulling that together yeah. was monumental, okay? That was, I'm going to tell you, I have not, I, this whole thing, I've been working on this stuff nonstop for over, for over a year now. And this TRO, this was tough to pull together. I mean, we had doctors, we had lawyers, we had paralegals, we had researchers. I mean, so many people. And there's no money in it. I mean, it's not like we're getting rich. I keep hearing, uh, getting these, uh, these hit pieces on me from a couple scumbag reporters talking about how rich I'm getting off of this. Well, let me tell you what I'm not getting. <laughs> I am not getting rich. I'm getting hit pieces and I'm getting ripped. So the question is, if there's no money in it and if there's, and it's super complicated, why would you want to get into this? It's easier to go with the flow. Um, and unfortunately, so I believe firmly, I mean, God, family, country. I don't care if you believe in my God. I don't care what you believe. I don't care what you do. But for me, my life is based on God, family, country. This is what I believe is the right thing to do. I'm doing it because I think it's right. It's real simple. It's not complicated. I don't like what they're doing. I think it's wrong and I'm standing up for it. But, you know, not everybody's that way. So, you know, I had to, we've got a handful of people who are very dedicated to that. My, my, you know, my co-counsels on this, my, my, uh, you know, Simone's team, doctors, um, you know, they're, they are, they're committed. They don't care that they're going to get beat up in the press. They don't care that the bad guys are going to come after us. We believe that the lives of people and children is much more important than, than that. So I think there's a lot of disincentives. I think that the complexity is far, far greater than what most people realize. Yeah. What you saw in that, that, that document, thanks to my team of attorneys, those guys, I'm working with some guys who are brilliant. I love, love, love. They're patriots. They're brilliant. And, uh, you know, we were able to get this put into a format that seems really easy to understand. It was not easy to do. Yeah. There, there's thousands of hours of research, thousands of hours of work. And uh, they all culminated in this, but it wouldn't have been able to happen otherwise. So I think that's a big issue. And then I think the other thing is just cowardice. You know, people, the, the, big, the big firms have been told, hey, if you ever want another government contract again, you better not take this. Well, what uh, about the judges? I mean, do you, do you, what is your assessment of the judge who is reviewing? We'll find out. Um, I, you know, I got to, as an attorney, I, I have to believe that our judicial system will work. I mean, if, if it, well, here's the thing. I'm so dumb that if it doesn't, I'll just come back again. That's what I've been doing for a year. And I'm just going to keep at it until I win because, you know. Uh, 
Yeah, well, but you know, meantime, you you still have these uh, these kids who are going to be vaccinated. That's why I hope everyone in the country hears about this, reads this, and shares this. Because the more people find out about the truth, the better. And I, I will tell you, we're gonna. Ha- I've I've asked Simone and frontline doctors uh, to make sure, and all of my partners, MAFA, Ohio, Stanford. I want everybody in the world to push this out. Um, I want everybody to hear about this because the more people can share the truth, the better. And guess what? Individuals aren't censored. I mean, they may be censored on Facebook, but you can still show it to your friends and you can still share it with your friends and you can still do it. And we need to do that. Yeah, well, it's going to, you know, this could very well be, you know, a, a it's what they call the Russians used to call summons that, you know, people are going to pass it around to each other underground or something, you know. But I just, I just wish, I think it should be sent to Congress. I think you should send it to everybody in Congress. Well, please, we are, and I urge you, send a copy to your congressman. Yeah. Ask them if they're, if you're, if they're okay with this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the governor, is the governor of Alabama on board with you guys? I haven't spoken with him. I don't know. Um, I hope so. I mean, I know that uh, Alabama is certainly a lot better than a lot of states we're in. Yeah, um, I mean, there, there's a lot worse states in Alabama in terms of what they're doing. So, uh, you know, I, I hope I, I don't know him and I don't know the whole political situation in Alabama, but I pray that they uh, support it. And I pray that, uh, you know, that we can help the good people of Alabama and and uh, make so what, sure that their cause is won. What is your, we don't have much time left, but I wanted to ask you, what is your biggest hope for all your efforts that you are making right now? Save people's lives. That's all I care about. I want us to be free and alive. That's all. I don't care who you are. Don't care what you believe. Don't care what you look like. Don't care what you do. Every human being on this planet should have the right to live their life freely, unencumbered, and without being lied to murdered what about accountability what about well, accountability for the perpetrators here well i want to you asked me my first priority right my first priority is freedom and doing good by people i do want to see accountability i absolutely do and and god willing we'll get there um we're trying i mean it's certainly we've laid out quite a bit of stuff here and trust me there's a lot more coming this is we're still we're still this stuff, there's going to be litigation on this stuff for many, many years, but we've got to get people safe first. So the litigation right now, I mean, I could be going after all sorts of big money suits. Uh, there's there's tons of money to be made here. I just don't care. I got to get people safe and alive first. Once we do that, we'll figure out the money will come, you know, God willing. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But I mean, I don't care about that. I care. We first, we've got to make sure people aren't dying, especially the kids. <laughs>